2: This episode of The Prosecutors is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Get your baby's butt in a Huggies Best Fitting Diaper. Huggies Little Movers, we got you baby.
3: I'm Jamie Beebe. And I'm Jake Deptula. We're the host of the Strictly Stalking podcast. Strictly
4: Stalking is a true crime podcast that explores stalking stories told by the survivors in their own words.
3: Join us every Tuesday as we interview survivors, advocates, and experts to give you a deep dive into the workings of a stalking case.
4: Would you know where to turn if you or someone you know is being stalked? We'll also give you the resources to fight back, know your rights, and get justice.
3: Find Strictly Stalking wherever you listen to podcasts from Podcast One.
2: I'm Brett
4: and I'm Alice
2: and we are the prosecutors.
4: I hello said, everybody is, hello everybody this is just my stage in life i found a santa hat but my son ripped off the pom-pom <laughs> mm.
2: Mm. i've still got mine my santa hat's a little too small for my head but my, oh Mine's there a you little go small too I'm not of course jason lie. pulls out the perfect
4: uh, look at that look at that okay all right i'm super excited this is like my dream come true to yes this is i guess our holiday party
2: this is our holiday party exactly (laughs) and some of you you know if you're watching right now you see there's more than two people on the screen we brought the whole team here today we've got the amazingly creative hannah hill artist who does all of our artwork it's really the best part of the podcast. As we said, there are many times the artwork is better than the episode. So thank you all for joining uh, us. She's thank also you, Hannah, like the
4: essence of the blessing. podcast because she believed in the podcast before we did. Oh, Hannah, she you, absolutely did. you brought it to life where I want to, I want to ask you so many questions of how you there's even like, to say. there's a <laughs> lot, I cannot wait to hear because I've wanted to ask you for a long time, but I just want you to know you are the essence because people text us about the artwork more than the substance. <laughs> yes we
2: often get you know, a lot of really good so you you know and I'll hannah's amazing Thank you. she just just one day was like hey guys do you care if i do some artwork for you for free <laughs> so and we were like, like what <laughs> sure like 37 people listen to the podcast but feel free <laughs> <What do> you... <laughs> so she's she is the longest term member of the team other than she allison Yes, really
4: appreciate it no but we can't wait to hear awesome. your origin story
2: <laughs> and then and then we have the master of all things sound, Santa Claus himself, Jason Usri. Welcome, Jason Usri. It's so good to have you. So good to have you here. And Roll Tide. Roll Tide. So glad <laughs> to and be then here. the newest member of the family, Madison. And, and, qui-
4: and quickly becoming the most important because Brett What's and I... Thing? Because Brett and I could not do what we do without Madison's amazing research.
2: Madison, who is so deep-diving Madison. Most awesome new member of the team. Newest member of the team. Thank you so much, Madison, for joining us. I have to tell you, Madison, I have to apologize to you for something. Somehow, and I'm not sure how I did it. I started an internet rumor about you. (laughs) I have to apologize. So (laughs) there's currently this... I don't know if conspiracy is the right word, that you are responsible for all of the terrible things we did to Adnan Syed, that you
4: (laughs) spent a year researching that
2: case. And so people are really mad at you And, and you are currently researching West Memphis Three.
0: So, going to be <laughs> so you better do a better job to make sure i'm not one. yellow pages, so right? madison tonight tonight
4: you get to clear the air yes <laughs> okay perfect and this throw a bow, us back in the bus disavow disavow <laughs> everything but so anyways I really am so glad that you guys get to hear from the people who are behind this podcast. They don't get to be out in front. They've never asked for recognition, but they deserve so much recognition because number one, they believed in me and Brett, which is huge because these people, they could be doing what they do at the tops of their fields for anyone else, and they chose to devote their time and their intelligence and their creativity to us. And that means the world to me and Brett. And second, they are just incredible people who are so much more than just this podcast. And I am looking forward to all of you getting to know them better as well.
2: Absolutely. Hannah, you just got, you just got recognized. I liked your post on Instagram. What what are you, tell everybody what you're in.
4: Thank you.
3: Yeah, today I, I made the t- um 10 painters to watch on
4: Nylon Magazine. Oh my goodness. That. Hannah, that Thank is incredible. Okay, before we dive in, Hannah, you are an incredible artist in your own right. People who see any artwork affiliated with our podcast, whether it's the little icon they see when they click on, you know, the podcast to listen, or when we show up at Crime Con with stickers and all the things that you, you made for us before we even knew we were supposed to have swag. It's all attributable to Hannah's creativity. And I cannot say this with enough emphasis. We don't tell her what to do at all. We are the worst people she could probably do work for because we're like, here's the name of the case. Good luck. And she nope. somehow it captures the essence. So Hannah, before we dive in, can you tell people how they can find your artwork, what you do outside of the podcast so people can find your artwork.
3: Yeah, well, I'm an artist. I'm from Alabama originally, although I do not know Brad and Alice, which is funny. Well, I do now, obviously, but didn't before. Roll Tide also, obviously. I'm based in Brooklyn, New York. I I would say the best way to see my work would be on Instagram and from Instagram, you can find a lot of links there. And my name is, and it's too far gone now for me to change it to something more professional, but it's <laughs> curious underscore moonlight, M-O-O-N-L-I-T-E. It's a David Bowie reference. Mm-hmm. If some people don't get it it's too far gone now that's where you can see all of my art anything i'm doing i post just like highlights and then there's links there to like buy pieces or you know send me messages whatever you want like i love interacting with people every once in a while i've gotten a message from um, a listener and it's just like warmed my heart so much (laughs) that's (laughs) awesome you
2: guys should let her know you don't have to just let us know how awesome she is let her know if you look over my shoulder there's a piece of her artwork hanging on my wall so you can see it there as well but you can't have it sorry that was mine and next to got some it awesome stuff.
4: next to it the That's prosecutor true. sign is also hannah's artwork so there's like artwork she sells you know like in a gallery and is in a museum and then there's also artwork she just like created for us and that was before you knew what we looked like hannah but you captured what we look like <laughs> i had to guess
3: kind
2: of yeah it's kind of weird i was like all she's, right. she's that good
3: all right ponytail does mm,
4: Brett have one? I, don't know. <laughs> I should have paid you money to make him have a ponytail. What was I Google thinking? Google deep diving for that. Oh,
2: that's hilarious. That's
4: hilarious. <laughs> okay. With that though, Hannah, you reached out to us. We didn't reach out to you. I, what? In the first couple months of our podcast, When well, we're not kidding. We had like dozens of listeners. <laughs> no, I don't oh. think we'd reach hundreds of listeners yet. That was
3: based purely on my data that i was gathering i was like i'm gonna do art for a true crime podcast i'm sick of seeing these terrible episode you know art thumbnails um but i want one that's like i want to get in on the ground floor and i want one that i like obviously so i listened to all i like went to like new Podcasts in the true crime, and I literally listened to like probably a hundred different podcasts, or you know skimmed some of them. I can skip right away, but um but then I heard them, and I was like, I I did hear Brett's accent, and I was
4: like,
3: hmm, sounds like home. (laughs) What they're talking about. So I only emailed one of them, and it was you guys,
4: and (laughs) and I'm happy. Look how it's let. Look how it's turned out for me. I didn't. This I did not know. This was the story. I did not know you were looking to do podcast artwork. Yeah, and it was like behind the mask what's it called? All the, all the reality shows we passed.
3: Yeah,
4: <laughs> love is blind, truly. Oh, love is truly blind. Can I ask which episode did you listen to that you're like, you know what? I'm gonna tie myself to these yahoos. Oh my gosh, I th-
3: okay. Forgive me. I don't remember the title of it, but it was like the guy with the chickens. I think.
2: Oh, Billy Woodward. Yeah. Wow.
3: I skimmed skimmed, whatever you had out. I skimmed all of it. Once I had kind of narrowed it down, I was like, I skimmed all of it. And I was like, yeah, this
2: one. Yeah. I mean, you were really in on the ground floor. I mean, you really were. (laughs) And then, and then she just like cranked out and it was, she did all the back catalog and then going forward. And you probably did it for us for months before we you know, had any money to actually pay you some semblance of what you're worth. We don't even approach what she's worth. But We
4: don't, we do not approach what she's worth. The fact that I really, I mean, this was incredible. I remember you said, you know, would, would it be okay if I did artwork? First of all, would it be okay? Are you kidding me? Yes. But it was the backlog because you, I, I mean, truly, I would look at a picture and before, you know, I knew which episode it was tied to you would know exactly what we were talking about and it hit exactly what the case was. And I asked Brett multiple times, I was like, is she actually an investigator? Because she hones in on the exact facts of the case that make you like a light bulb. Right. So I've actually said that multiple times, Hannah.
3: Stop. Don't stop. Keep going. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Literally it's my dream to be an investigator. Like, you know, obviously. I'm an artist, but <laughs> so I do, want to <laughs> and I am deep into the true crime world on my own personally, and I have been for many years. So I was already very familiar with a lot of things. Um, but my favorites are the ones I don't know that you guys send me. And then I get to do, I get to put my Madison hat on and do a little in little research and I am thrilled to do it.
2: Well, that's awesome. And you're awesome. And thank you so much for, for being a part of it. I now feel blessed to be a part of your career. Like just to see everything nice. you're accomplishing. are you in the residency now or is that coming up later? or have you already been through that? The, What's
3: the residency is done? I so what I do is basically I just I have a studio up here right now I'm sort of in between, but I go to different residencies. right now, I'm only doing ones that are fellowships, meaning it's it's funded. So I go there and I make new bodies of work. Sorry, yeah, for free. It's so good to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, usually the food's pretty good. A lot of butternut squash, but I, you know I like to go around, you know, Simeon International, and um, make different bodies of work. And then I spend my time when I'm home, like you know, just like making money and doing the administrative work behind it. I have a graphic novel that I'm working on that I do that's digital, so I, I do that and I I apply for. Other opportunities, grants, and stuff like that when I'm when I'm not at a residency. So
2: well, I just want everybody to know in my cup here. I made mold wine tonight. So <laughs> trying to go all out with this whole Christmas thing.
3: The glue vine.
2: Oh, there the, you look at that. you pronounce it better than I do? If I tried to pronounce it, it would sound terrible, as everybody knows. So I just good with mold wine. <laughs> that's part okay. of the charm. Exactly. Well, Hannah, you're awesome. Don't go away. We're going to, we're going I want to, sure. uh, I have all sorts of questions for everybody, but I do want everybody to introduce themselves to people who yes. don't know them. All right, Jason, as the, the second most tenured, fourth, depending on how you count it, most tenured <laughs> member of the podcast, introduce yourself to
1: everyone so they know who you are. I think, I think everybody knows me.
4: No, right. no. Tell I us, think... Jason, other oh. than first, I want to know what else you do because you actually wear so many hats and you have your hand in a lot of podcasts, not just ours. So let our listeners know, you know, a little bit about you and how how creative you are.
1: Uh, Well, okay. So, you know, I started in in the television business and, you know, that's not very fun. So I decided I want to get to podcasting. I found out that wasn't very fun until I met you guys and uh, some of the other shows that I get to work with. I've worked on a lot of different shows, which is really really kind of cool. And I've written screenplays. I've had a couple of movies produced. I've got a couple in post-production right now. So yeah, I've, I've done a lot of different things, but it, I, I love the community that you guys have built very much. You guys are so genuine and, and kind. And that's sort of my whole stick with my show, saying I may be a criminal, is sort of being nice and finding the nice things in life. So yeah. I mean, that's me.
2: Well, Jason, you know, it's funny. Everybody seems like they just came along at the perfect time. You know, Hannah gave us our artistic direction when we didn't even know we needed one. And then when we didn't even know we needed an editor, Jason shows up and we're like, what did we do before art? And what did we do before Jason? We're about to say, what did we do before Madison? When we get to Madison, but Jason. We were at Las Vegas. It's it's crazy yeah. to me that it hasn't been that long. We were at Las Vegas yeah. talking about this. It's like
4: one year ago. I know,
1: I know. And Jason, I, just... I
4: actually met you in Austin.
1: Yes, you did meet me in Austin. We and... We met in
4: Austin. Brett couldn't make it, of course, because thankfully... Right. Baby Brett is all healthy now, but at yeah. the time we were like in the thick of it. So I was there by myself. I didn't know anyone, and I remember you coming up to me, and I was like, "Thank goodness, someone to talk to."
1: <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, and I, and I, I I I know. So I, you know, I was writing Santa, maybe a criminal, even before that, and I reached out to you guys too, just to say like, "Hey, this is kind of a weird request, but." You know, can I satirize you guys in, in a show?
4: And, and you the were funny both thing like, about yes. it,
2: This was this was like it's like with Hannah. Once again, like thirty-seven people listened to us. No, no, but yeah, what,
4: How did you find <laughs> us to satirize us? Because you know, it's you usually satirize so people early on. who are easy to recognize. Nobody knew who we were. I, I You know, I don't know how I found
1: you guys. I, don't, I mean, it, it was likely through somebody like Tim and Lance or true crime garage or somebody like that that i i listen to both of them regularly and i've done a lot of work for tim and lance but i just like i've told people so many times it like there was something about the two of you and your chemistry that made me feel like this is a special thing and like so like i didn't know how big your show was at all i knew that i just enjoyed it and I was writing something that I enjoyed and, you know, maybe nobody had listened to it. And, but I would be happy to work with with people that made me feel like I supposed you made other pe- people feel like, you know? So, yeah. And so I reached out to you guys and you guys were like, we're we're all in. And you, you've both been such amazing supporters of me and the show. And I mean, that that means more to me than you could ever possibly know. Like, it's it's really special and to be able to to join and be a part of the the team and what you guys have done and the the really thoughtful and careful way that you approach your show the empathy you show to victims and their families i mean i just think it's like what you guys do is really special and to be a a small part of that is really special to me. So I just, I, I, y'all are awesome. And, and I'm so glad that I got to do this. And yet, and I did, I harass Brett and, in Las Vegas. I was like, do you need an editor? I'm very cheap. Hire me. <laughs> and he was like, how much do you guys? And I was like, not much. Hire me. And and then he he you know was like, let's give this a try. Let's kind of do this see, this, see how this works. And you guys have been so awesome since then. And so I, I just really appreciate the opportunity to be able to hang out with you guys. And then for anybody that doesn't know, Brett let me tag along to the LSU game this year, and we had the best time. It was awesome. I mean, the, the one of the best, like top five best things uh, in my life was sitting there screaming my lungs out in, in Bryant-Denny Stadium while Bama beat LSU. Sorry, Jill or anybody else in the chat there. <laughs> And Jason, he didn't know at the time
2: that if we had lost, he could never have come back. That's right. Now (laughs) I get, now I have a
1: free pass to come back whenever I want. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah. And then also the other thing too, that was interesting, if I could just say real fast is that, you know, I, that for that trip, I brought, I bought the baby Bretts. And one of the, one of the things I found was a sloth ornament. Because we had watched Slotherhouse the week before and oldest baby Brett was wearing a Christmas sloth shirt when I got there, which I had obviously no idea about. So it was very, very serendipity. um, It was serendipity. So I don't know. It was cool. And I appreciate being a part of the coolness that you guys offer. So thank you. And I love you both.
4: I love well, it. Th- thank love you it for for coming up to us and being like, you really need an editor.
1: <laughs> yeah, and really
4: thank did. you for. We we didn't know. We just we didn't know anything. We're a bunch of like rubes over here who are like make a podcast and we have no idea what we're doing. But like, I didn't know how to do
2: compression at all. I was like, I don't know how this
4: works. So it's I literally nice couldn't turn Jason on Alice. my microphone. Jason was like, Alice. Do you see that button? Push it. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
4: yeah. was an actual conversation we had.
2: <laughs> yeah. It it, it it worked out well to have Jason. Now Jason's doing the consult podcast as well. Yeah,
1: So yeah. that's awesome. And you, and you guys course, made that possible too. So I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, you, you connecting us.
2: And then, of course, Santa may be a criminal. If you're not listening to it, now is the, definitely the time to catch up. It's just getting good. There's going to be more Sally and Chet, and that's really the best The Sorry. best characters are just now taking the
4: stage. Sorry, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still chuckling <laughs> at the fact that he asked to satirize us. So, Jason, I want you to know, we looked at that email together, and we're like, are we being punked? Like, who would want to satirize us? Nobody knows who we are. And we kind of looked at each other. We're like, sure, why not?
2: <laughs> I love it. We satirize ourselves every week. So. We really do. I love it. All okay. right. Don't go anywhere. no nope. put Madison on the main stage.
4: I Madison. Like this this Madison. Is, this is a cool main stage. Oh, hey. you guys. We are so lucky to have Madison here. And I mean that in so many ways. So Brett and I, we may or may not, I don't know, bite off more than we can chew on a regular basis. <laughs> like for our full-time jobs, our kids, and then... Doing two podcasts, and Madison just happens to be like one of the smartest, best researchers that exist, period. And she, I'm putting it in quotes, applied to us to do research for us. And we were like, What? What kind of a resume is this? And she has been just doing some of like, you guys send a request over, and we again, we're really bad with giving direction. We just like forward it all to Madison. We're like, Help make it something good. And she sends back like, just gold. So, you know, thoroughly researched. She obviously, I mean, you know, a good researcher is one who goes down all these, you know, all these research trails, citations, but also she knows how we like to put timelines together and has like researched to precision how our scripts are in order to match so that you can't even tell the difference between kind of like our old stuff and things that Madison's working on. And as Gina says, she has the
2: best background for this. She is Christmas. (laughs)
4: She
2: is. She is Christmas. So Madison, how, how exactly did you end up finding us?
0: So I found you guys because I was a huge fan, a listener first, and I found you when there was kind of a rumbling that Scott Peterson maybe was innocent and that was like, broke my brain. And I needed somebody to tell me that he wasn't. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's how I found you guys. Um, been listening ever since. And then I just mess- or DM'd you on Instagram one day, basically looking for advice on, you know,
4: how to become a researcher if you guys needed any researchers. And here we are. Well, tell, tell us about that. Because why were you looking to um, do research for a podcast? Because you have a former life before doing research for us?
0: Yeah. So I work full-time in finance, managing investments in low-income housing, which is, I love it in a different way, but I've always been super interested in true crime. I've loved podcasts and I just kind of wanted to be involved in a more active way versus just listening. So I just figured I would reach out and see if anything came of it.
2: And if you're out there listening, Madison is very interested in the whole sort of broadcasting, communications, that whole world. So if you're looking for somebody who's really good at this stuff, Madison's somebody to reach out to. Obviously, if you reach out to us, we're happy to put you together with her. If it's the right opportunity, then we have to, we'll screen it. (laughs) Thank you. We want Madison to be able to do as much as she wants to do because she is awesome and... You know, we, I don't, I still don't actually know how we did it before Madison came along. Once again, it just, you just came at the perfect time because we were really were sort of life was getting more complicated. Life was getting more busy. The podcast was getting more busy and it's just been so helpful to have you. I just envisioned you would do sort of basic sort of the basic research and give us sort of a baseline and we would build off that but you really do an awesome job. I mean, usually I go through your outlines and, you know, do a little research of my own, but I just, there's not a whole lot you leave out. So it's really, you're just an absolute blessing. We're really happy. Really happy you came along when you did. And I hope all of you guys will stay forever. You can never leave. Yes.
4: And I have to tell a Madison anecdote because like when we say she doesn't leave anything out, I mean, so this is like, you know, near the beginning, we're getting to know each other. And she's like, yes, I'm going to dive into this case. And she starts researching. And then she starts sending us emails like, hey, there's this other book that someone's written about it. I feel like to do good research, I should just read this entire book. Is that cool? And I was like, yeah, that's very cool. It's hard to ask people to kind of go above and beyond, but that's Madison because she obviously is incredibly intelligent, but has like this natural curiosity that leads her to all the right sources and she devours them. So no, her research is not Reddit. <laughs> she is consuming, you know, these these first resources and looking for kind of the best, best written sources on it and and not just reading the blurb, but being the one who reads it all, which we would love to do for every case, but it just gets harder when, you know, we have many cases. The thing is, research takes a long time, as Madison can tell you. And so we don't just do these these cases or these shows off the cuff. And so we usually have a lot of these cases kind of in the can. And then we record also well in advance because it takes a while to, to put it all together. So, Madison, do you want to talk, you know, a lot of people, I think, have expressed interest in us in doing what you do. You know, what What do you do when you get a case that you've never heard about? So it's not a famous case, you know, splashed across the news. What do you do first to kind of familiarize with yourself with the case?
0: Usually the first thing I'll do is try to find a podcast. I love podcasts. If there's another one out there, I feel like it's a nice way to kind of hear about the case tied up in a pretty bow. I usually try to listen to something, watch something, and then read a bunch of somethings. So podcast is where I start, honestly, even though just a quick Google search, just to get a basic idea of what I'm even looking at here. But I think researching is easier than people might think, as long as you're interested in what you're looking into. It's not a book report if you enjoy doing it, you know, so it's maybe one of the only careers where hyper fixating is an advantage. You just start
4: looking and then you go from there. But yeah, that's typically how I start. That's great, Madison. And, and one other thing that you said, that's really good there. And this is the same thing that we say is applicable in court is when you're researching or you're reading something, you naturally have questions. We all do, right? And good researchers like you go look for answers to those questions and kind of don't let, don't push those questions aside and ever have that curiosity. And there's really no end to research. That's the hard part about research, too, is you have to kind of arbitrarily decide this is over for now because we have to move on with our lives. But that's where kind of, intelligence and experience comes to play because you have to know when is the right time to be able to say there is no pretty bow on any research yeah. on any case but I'm going to have this is the best that it's going to be and this is the way the story should be told here
0: yeah totally I, I find myself having to go back and be like okay I don't think that Brett and Alice need to know that this victim got in a car accident four years before anything happened so gonna go ahead and delete that but yeah, it's, it can be a balance figuring out what's important and what's maybe we don't need to mention it.
2: Some people have never found that balance, but <laughs> <laughs> and Madison, much like Alice, is in addition to having full time careers, she's also a full time mom and you know somehow finds time to help us. So we're so thankful to have you, Madison, to have you all. Just want you to know this Christmas, I'm getting you all a year long surprise, year long. Subscription to the jelly of the month club. So enjoy your jelly. It's a gift that keeps on giving all year long. So thank you so much. That's my gift to you there to ensure that you don't, you don't go away. Okay. Now we have questions for the whole group. People are writing questions in the chat room. I want to know not to put you all on the spot and, you know, maybe show that you don't actually listen to the show, what your favorite episodes were this year. And to be fair, I'll start with. I guess I'll start with myself, <laughs> and then Alice, and then we'll just we'll just move along from there. So be thinking about what your favorite episode was from this. year. Is this
1: for the calendar year?
2: I think for the calendar year. Yeah. Okay, but if you okay. want to go back further, I don't care. Whatever you want to say doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the year. Alice and I did this last year, so you guys didn't get to do it last uh. year. So if your favorite episode is from last year, that's fine. And you and you too. can
4: pick from legal briefs too, if you want.
2: Yeah, if you want to do legal briefs. If you fine. want. If you want. No pressure. No pressure. So I've got to think about this for a while because I knew I was going to ask this question. <laughs> I think for me, I always like the episodes that kind of surprise me and people's reaction to them. And one thing that I'm continuously learning while we do this podcast is... We're never careful about the things we say. We just tell you what we think. We shoot you straight. You know, we try to be authentic. We try to be real with you. And so sometimes I'm amazed by the things we say that really touch people. And the Liske family murders was not a case that I thought would touch people. But we got so much feedback from people dealing with similar circumstances. For those you who don't remember, in that case, it was a very tragic family murder committed by the son who was struggling with some really deep mental issues and the family had tried to get him help and they just really didn't know how to handle it and there was really no good way to handle it and it ended in the most awful possible way and we talked about that a lot about how the struggle and that there were probably people out there who were going through that and we got overwhelming response from people so many emails dms Messages from people who were going through the exact same thing, and how much it meant to them that we talked about it in a way that didn't blame them and didn't judge them. Because, I mean, you guys all know how it is. Having someone in your family with those kind of mental issues can come with a stigma, and it can be the kind of thing that, you know, can be quote unquote embarrassing. That goes back a long way. So, I think sort of talking about those things in a very clear way, it meant a lot to a lot of people. And so, that episode ended up meaning a lot to me. So I think that's gonna be my favorite episode from from this year just because of that. I, I love seeing that kind of stuff. So that that made me really happy to see it, even though obviously that was a tragic episode and the stories people would tell us were really sad, but the fact that they felt like they could share it and then it meant something to them meant a lot to me. So that's mine.
4: That's a good one, Brett. Okay, to buy more time for everyone else who you've put on the spot. So, <laughs> This is hard because we've covered a lot this year, (laughs) but I think mine, my favorite ties in with my personal life and a lot of kind of my own personal journey. And that's what these stories do, right? They allow us to kind of live our own experiences through something, through another lens. And for me, it would be the Murdoch series and specifically The last episode. And the reason is, if you guys remember, I I truly cannot believe we're at the end of 2023, but I was very pregnant throughout all of the Murdoch series, and we were covering the trial in real time and working full time. So you know, quite literally, we were working, I was trying to like, you know, make frozen meals so that we had food to eat when the baby came and like trying to decorate a nursery and trying to take care of my other kids and trying to work and, you know, tie up my cases so that I could leave for maternity leave. And then of course, the trial of the century happens. And the only way you can really cover a case that is in trial, like 10 hours a day, is you can't. (laughs) Right. And somehow, Brett, I, I don't know how we did it. But I mean, you listen to it on like 100 speed. I couldn't quite listen to it that fast. So I would just have to like, I mean, it was the epitome of like listening while I bathed the kids listening on like, you know, five times speed as I was doing grocery shopping and, and, this and that, just trying to get through the trial so that we could cover it at night. And we felt it was really important to do that because there was so much media coverage about it that was meant for the shock and awe, right? Was meant for, clickbait's not the right word, but it was meant to make splashing news. But there was so much that people wanted to understand and I felt like there was a thirst to truly understand our judicial system. And it was a special time. There are always cases that grab people's attention, but not all the time that there's going to be a case that's steeped in the legal, you know, kind of basis of our country. And there are so many questions of why certain things happen in our judicial system that people were watching and they wanted to know. And for the most part, it wasn't being explained in the media. And I felt like there was a place for us to teach a lot of people about like civics 101 through this wildly interesting case that people naturally gravitated towards already. And they had natural questions that came out of every day's trial that I really felt like we we had a role to fill there. And not only were we racing against the clock because there was the, you know, one day of trial and then having to cover it. So like quite literally racing against the clock during the day, but we were racing against the clock because you never know how long trial is going to go. And I was like on the cusp of giving birth and we didn't know how, you know, when the case was going to be submitted to the jury. And once the jury got it, after weeks and weeks of this trial, whether they would also deliberate for weeks, or if they could return a verdict before I had to go give birth. And there were long jokes, except not really. We were like, should we take a microphone to the hospital because (laughs) this really might happen? And somehow it all came together that I think we were recording on a Friday or a Saturday night, and I went to the hospital on Sunday. So the verdict came back we immediately hopped on alive i mean i don't even think we like finished listening to the verdict because the thing with trials though is that you don't have to read a bunch of opinions you don't have to wait on courts and so we jumped on recorded our last murder episode and i shut down my computer which was like a big deal because i never shut down my computer but i needed to shut it down because i was like on the way to the hospital and then baby Brittany was born and so in a lot of ways that case is so wrapped up in my year because the biggest question for me and for a lot of you listening other than the legal questions was how can a father who seems to love his own flesh and blood kill his flesh and blood and it was something that as i was getting ready to like welcome new life into this world to have to grapple with that in a legal sense but then also in a personal sense was very very difficult and I don't think I let on while we were recording that, but it affected me very deeply to, to even exist in a world where a father could kill his own child for seemingly little reason. And But I did believe the evidence and I did believe that was what happened. And so grappling with the reality of human nature as I was about to like have my own baby was an existential journey for me. So Murdoch is always going to be very special to me. And it was like the longest series ever. <laughs> so that's, that, cool. that's my Hang answer. <laughs> it was a long I was trying series not to say Adnan Pretty today. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to say. And the only reason Murdoch wasn't that long is because we were recording like – five days a week. I mean, we recorded, I lost my voice at some point because we were recording so much. So that, that's the only reason it didn't last three months is because we were trying yeah. to keep up with trial. Mm-hmm. This episode of The Prosecutors is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggy knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes and their tushies do too. Huggies best fitting diaper is their little movers with its curved and stretchy fit. Moms know that there's nothing worse than an ill-fitting diaper, especially for your active babies. I love Huggies because I can rely on them to keep my baby covered while she moves around. You guys have been with me as baby Brittany's been born and now she is starting to crawl and I just love these Huggies because they keep everything contained, but they also allow her to be the active baby she is.
2: Guys, we are covered up with babies on this podcast and we're so glad to have Huggies. I don't know what we would do without them. Huggies' little movers are curved, so my babies feel comfy no matter how much they're Moving around, and they are moving around a lot. They also offer up to twelve-hour protection against leaks, which is a game changer. Get your baby's butt into Huggies' best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers, we got you, baby.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. With the holiday season upon us, I love getting together with all the little kids in our family. We got so many nieces and nephews, and they're all still so little that we really focus on experiences together and giving each other presents rather than receiving presents. But whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or just treating yourself to a day of complete rest remember to give yourself some love this holiday season and with better help it's never been easier i know during the season it gets very stressful with deadlines at work trying to fit in all of the magical fun things for my kids not to mention the holiday shopping and the planning of vacations and getting family together. As wonderful as it is, it gets very stressful. And for me, it's really helpful to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. And it empowers me to be the best version of myself through therapy. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com prosecutors today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash prosecutors.
2: You can talk about Murdoch till the end of time, really. And but, hey, maybe we'll get to do <laughs> it again. I doubt it, but maybe. All right, Jason, you're up. Can I go last? You can go last. Sure. Fine. Okay. Who wants to go next, Hannah or Madison? I'll go. Oh, look at, oh, look at that. We don't what have you know, anything
3: Jason? nearly as impactful of an answer as that, <laughs> but... <laughs> for me, and and mine is a little bit of an older case that you covered, but the Mara Murray case, for me, mm. I'd listened to podcasts, I'd researched it, I'd read about it. And for some reason, it just clicked with me, the theory, the car hit and run theory. And when you said that it was just like, it just blew my mind. And it just reopened the entire case for me, I think I just rewound back to zero, just re-listened to everything. And that's, that was my favorite one. It's a short answer, but I mean, the paint chip with,
4: with Vassy, the paint yeah. chip. Oh. Yeah. You, you know, Hannah, that's, I love that you said that though, because, we, you know, we always say we're not an investigative podcast because we just, we don't have the time mm-hmm. or the resources to go out and investigate. But that was like, when Brett pulled that out, I hadn't heard, we did not talk about that before. And my jaw just like dropped to the floor Seriously? Yeah. and I was like, I am in the presence of brilliance. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's how I felt listening to it.
2: (laughs) That's a great choice. Great choice. I like that one. Madison and Jason have have some big shoes to fill and see if they can do it. Okay, (laughs) Madison. Jason's still thinking. What do you think?
0: Mm -hmm. And it's okay if it's one you
2: researched. That's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite. No, it's actually not one that I researched. My favorite from this year, it, it was Murda. It had to be Murda. That was... It was just so good, but I think my favorite of all time was the was Scott Peterson and then Case, Casey Anthony. Those were my two all time favorites, just because like those are the two cases where I just need I just need someone to say that yeah they're they're absolutely horrible and they did this <laughs> and, yeah. But those are my favorites, and then my favorite to research was um, Highway of Tears. Okay,
2: excellent excellent choice. Another one, and that's a. a Amazing response on that one, too. You know, I I was worried about that, as I talked about I think, in the episode. How are people going to react to an episode? And, you know, as you saw when you were researching it, there were so many cases we could have talked about. I mean, limiting it Mm -hmm. to the 9, 10, however many there were was still limiting it a lot. But Mm I think people, and, and we've done more like that since then. And thank you so much for your help on that. In those cases... You know, they need attention. And the problem is, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where they need attention, but because they don't have attention, there's not enough information, so they don't get attention. So they continue to need attention. So I'm glad we were able to do that and and people responded so well to it. So
4: Yeah. If not for Madison, we couldn't do it. But Madison, people like you who kind of crave that succinct reason, that's kind of why we started the so-and-so is guilty episodes which get get us yep. a lot of hate <laughs> but yep. but and we obviously are not succinct people so it's an exercise in judiciousness when we do those episodes but you just reminded me that maybe we should do a couple more of those maybe you can help us with those
0: yeah yeah because you start to spiral you see one article of like maybe this person's innocent and then you're like but they can't be innocent. <laughs> so
4: yeah those are great <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can think of one really long series we did. We could do
4: one no. of those episodes. No, I don't think we need to revisit any long series. I think it's moving forward. <laughs> oh, what is it? Uh, I'm not doing that episode. I don't want to be <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever, oh you God. did all the research for it. What are you talking about? Don't try to
4: back out <laughs> now. Madison, do not oh, let Madison's him like, I didn't you. even join the team until Madison, that was over. Madison is totally going to get like, you know, Twitter bombed or whatever it's called because you're spreading rumors. <laughs> I'm not spreading rumors.
0: I don't have Twitter so I won't even see it.
4: Good. I'm glad.
1: <laughs> Alright, Jason. Your time has come. Okay, so do you mind if I, I open up the curtain a little bit from behind the scenes? Oh, wow.
3: Please. Okay, it
1: Depends Can on what I... you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my favorite was the the end of Adnan. Okay. And the reason is because not only were like was your approach to that series so respectful of Heyman Lee and both of your theories were very thoughtful and you know well presented. But early before you guys did that series. When I was just editing, I don't remember what the series was. But I remember you guys talking off mic about having some nervousness approaching that case, because you knew going into it, that it was going to bring a lot of attention, and a lot of attention that wasn't going to be very flattering or positive and you did it anyway and you did it with like i said the respect that it so deserved and it's i just i just think that's really really admirable and i loved hearing you guys do that and then the other thing too is i think we saw alice become a warrior in her closing statement in that and that there was this fire there that I think was just unlocked. And I so enjoyed, you know, hearing that. But again, to me, knowing you guys knew what the stakes were and you took them up anyway. I, I just, I respect that about you both. And then if if I had a runner up, this is at the end of last year, but Kyron Horman, I really liked the way that you guys handled that one too. Um, and. God bless that little boy.
2: Yeah. The ones with the kids and there's so many of them. Those are the, those are the, those are the toughest ones. No doubt. Well, thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. I tried to back out, but Alice was like, no, we have to do it.
4: (laughs) You guys, what the the conversation he's talking about off mic, there are probably multiple conversations off mic about this was me being like, let's not do it, Brett. Let's not do it. I have a family. I don't want people to throw tomatoes (laughs) at us. (laughs) Well, I,
1: you know, and I would never say those things except that, you know, like I, I I, really am very careful about, you know, protecting anything that's not, you know, for the show. I would never, I mean, we do the outtakes, you know, and those are fun and whatever, but, and you guys don't ever say anything bad, but like, I just remember thinking like this, I want people to understand that you both understood what you were getting into and you were both prepared for it and you've not backed down and you've not been disrespectful to anybody else. In fact, you have stood up for other people who have been really not kind. And like my respect for you both was already as high as I thought it could be, but like you you just blew it out of the water because of the way that you operate. And so I just want everybody on in the chat here tonight. And when they listen to this to know, like, you know, it's like, you knew what you're getting into and you still did it and you did it with real integrity. And so I just appreciate that.
4: Jason, you're going to make me cry. It's not Christmas yet. That's what I'm trying to do.
1: I'm trying to make you cry. (laughs) Well,
4: well, I, I do have a question for you guys because you are so a part of this team and, you know, we don't get to have the proverbial water cooler where we get to hang out. But as part of the team, I'm really curious what case or what types of cases have we not covered that you want us to cover? Because if you want us to cover it, we'll cover it. So take a moment.
2: See Madison is sort of has a distinct advantage here since she's the (laughs) one
1: who wants to go first, Jason, Hannah. So I, I really like the, the historical or the mysterious, like the, the the outlaw pass stuff, or what was the lighthouse one?
4: I loved the lighthouse one.
1: Yeah, the, I like those things. I really enjoy those just because I enjoy mysteries, you know, like D.B. Cooper or something like that. I would, I would like love that kind of stuff. So like, I love those historical mysteries and I, I think those are fun. So they're, they're, they're easy to be fun because they're so, you know, they're so like, I don't know. And I, I, I,
4: lo- I love them too, Jason, because I know we have a lot of young fans, like a lot of, parents let their kids listen to the historical ones because they're usually a lot, a lot less gruesome. And it's more of a mystery that, you know, even young kids can listen to without, you know, maybe getting them too scared too, too early. So those, those I really love as well. And we've been doing these, you know, whenever you guys should know this, this is the same with our wonderful team here as well. Brett and I rarely say no. <laughs> and so like teachers have reached out to us to do cases with their students, like young students. And we usually do these historical mysteries with them. And we always say yes. I don't think we've said no to anyone yet. So, you know, this is this is just kind of in the spirit of we're all in, in it together. But thanks for reminding me about that, Jason, because I do think our young fans probably, at least it's a, a way maybe they can get their parents to let them listen to, the, to those.
1: Love it.
2: And we're gonna do more of those. So all right, Madison. What do you think? What do you want to do next?
0: I like I guess I have two. I agree with the historical mysteries because sometimes I think it's like your brain needs a, a break from the true crime a little bit or at least the recent true crime. I don't think you guys have covered this one, but I I would love if you would cover Chris walk. That's, uh, a, that's, oh a, man, brutal uh, one.
4: that's a brutal one.
3: You're <laughs> already done. They're they're, the drawings are ready. <laughs> that's another one where I'm like, he's horrible. Just, I just need
0: someone to tell me for an hour how horrible he is because uh. we've always yeah, said that, we would never do this one. Chris Watt. I mean, well, man, I had to suggest it. you said you guys never say every well,
2: now and so then I, I get, it. every now and then I get tempted to do it by some of the weird stuff people write online about that case but i don't know what well, i don't know I feel that like maybe, just so brutal maybe i made if it if through like finally, five minutes of the documentary maybe
4: I'll if just, we finally write a book we'll just write a book on it because i don't know that i could keep my cool for an hour and it's, talk about it
2: yeah that guy
0: it's yeah. tough because now if i when there's one i want i can just push from the suggestion spreadsheet and start that's looking true into
2: it. <laughs> that's true madison is the keeper of the spreadsheet so when you send When you send your suggestions, they go straight to Madison. So email them to me, because that way I can just forward them to Madison. That's the reason I like them in email. (laughs) Okay, Hannah. Okay. I have two questions for you, Hannah. This one, but I also want to know, of the ones you've done, what was your favorite art to do?
3: Oh, there's a couple different tiers that things fall in for me. There's some things, like Kyron Horman... And, and and I forget a couple of mostly involving children and missing people where it's literally, it just has to be a portrait of them. Like there's, there's just nothing else to say, especially if they're still missing, but, um, my favorite one that I've done, I like, I, it depends a lot for me when I do my little research. I obviously I hit images first and then I, I write crime scene images. It's important for me, Objecthood is important for me. So there was a case and I forget his name. Sorry. I have a terrible memory where he, this man, I think, came down from Canada and was murdered in a really, really unusual circumstances. And there were Blair
2: Adams. Yeah.
3: That's it. Yep. Where they had some good pictures of the car. I took forensics in high school and I kind of briefly thought I was going to go that route before I went the art route, but I didn't have the stomach for it, but there's things like that where there's a really particular scene or there's an image, even when you're reading about it, there's an image that sticks out. And so for me, my favorite one to do was the Texarkana murder because it was just, it had to be the bag mask. It just had to be, like like I said, objecthood is really important. It's important for people. I think it's how news spreads too. Like there was a murder. He was wearing a bag over his head or he had that Jason Hockey mask. You know, it was, it, it's sensational unfortunately but sometimes um it's what's most iconic about the case so for me it was some tex arcana sort of mixed with oh gosh what's his name the hockey mask one with the the creepy online chronically online man oh right
4: yeah twitchell twitchell yep that one the hockey mask was so creepy (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then there's another, there's another tier where I get to sort of imagine a scene and those are the most fun for me. Like odd, I got to do so many for online and I got to really have fun with it, so I got to sort of, I superimposed Hayes diary and I like carefully redid all of her handwriting and that was like also just an unusual moment for me where I was like really kind of putting myself in her shoes and then place like placing like a vignette like the picture of them at prom the beeper and the diary and just sort of like key elements to the case yeah and there's so other- many
2: good ones you've done like i have so many favorites Thank you. i think one yeah. of my favorites is the dog in the scott peterson case i mean that one was just
4: it's so simple like to- yet Perfect. Sometimes I like to go left field with it, you know. Like well, the pineapple bowl and John Bonet Ramsey. I, I mean, mean, we did not talk about that, but you hadn't heard mm-hmm. our episode where we pontificated about the pineapple in the bowl, and you you just like delivered this gold. It was just like we were jiving without talking about it ahead of time.
3: You know the memes about how like men
4: talk about the Roman Empire
3: a lot. John Benet Ramsey is my Roman Empire. So
4: <laughs> no. we well, did was, a
3: lot
2: of great ones for John Benet. Was
4: great. That was also well, that was one of our first long, you know, yeah. really long series. So you mm-hmm. got to do a lot of different.
2: The one artwork. you did at the Delphi Girls was great too.
4: Uh, we got a well, lot of that was a tough. one, one that Obviously, one. Yeah. that one
3: searing.
2: Just the so. way you did did them it was like friends you know I mean you gave them so other, much
4: right. so much dignity back in that picture which is what I really really oh, appreciated you. about it because obviously as Delphi is currently still very much in the news yeah. we forget about the victims and we forget about like how they are such young vibrant girls with the life mm-hmm. snuffed out of them and you went right before it all happened which is what You know, I would, uh, we would all like to remember and I'm sure her, their families would as well. So I just, I loved that particular artwork. It it stopped me in my tracks.
3: Thank you. That one, that one, I went through a couple of rounds in the development phase, but you know, I, overall they were there to have fun and, and be young and, and that was taken away from them. So yeah, that's what I was trying to go for with that one. Yeah. Thank you, Alice. Oh yeah. I think you should do Madeline McCann.
4: Ah, yes, that's a great one. We I that's think we've like started one. to research it multiple times, but man, these kids ones, they really do they hit me. Yeah, yeah. Especially I, I don't know. Oh, especially now that I have a girl. I had I've you know, I had sons Brittany. and it hits me differently. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, baby Brittany. It's harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. When we started, I didn't think it would kind of get to me as much as it does but yeah. yeah so we we have a lot of questions not to leave everybody else out but hannah people people are very fascinated by you they want to know what kind of paint you use they oh want to know God. I you know sort of questions about this your style like what your focus is what your inspiration mm-hmm. is not just for our stuff but for like for your art in general
3: oh my art in general all right um, jason
2: sound editing is not as interesting as art
3: hey he will know. teach
4: you how to turn on she your microphone, not. I promise.
3: I I have a couple of different mediums. So around the holidays I do a lot of pet portraits for people. I have an Etsy if anyone wants one. I use acrylic wash for those kinds of things. I do illustration. I have a hard time calling myself an illustrator, although I don't believe that there should be any differentiation between fine art in quotes and illustration or any commercial art. I think, you know, I think they're all hand in hand. I've always had a little bit more of an illustrative bent in my paintings and my fine art, which I would say the themes, it's representational painting, larger oil paint paintings on stretched canvas. I, they're, they're a little more dreamlike and they're definitely, they're definitely less, uh, they're more illustrative, but they're less um, clinical than the illustrations are. And they are a lot, they're dreamy and they're about, they're about growing up in the deep south and, you know, the whimsy and like the darkness and like, I have sort of an unusual upbringing, like my great, great, great uncle was a prophet in, you know, and maybe I should say air quotes, prophet in a very, very small town in in Northeast Alabama, and Very close. Love the, the snakes. The snake handlers on Sand Mountain. But um, I used to go to an Italian. Re- this is such a tangent. Sorry, but I used to go to an Italian restaurant in Sand Mountain that was also a gun range, and it was the most amazing food I've ever had. It doesn't exist anymore. They also sold hair bows. Anyway.
2: what more do you need?
3: <laughs> that sounds amazing. One step shop. One stop shop. Yeah. So I do that, and then I would say the my other. Thing that I do is my graphic novel that I've been, you know, and I'm not from that world at all of, like I said, illustration or graphic novels or sequential art like that. I am not of that world. So I'm really, it's taken me many years to nail down a story that is also about the Deep South and a cryptid in the Deep South. I don't know if anyone has ever heard of the Alabama White thing. Oh, Bang. yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know it. It's about a Girl that was raised in the woods by the Alabama white thing in the post-apocalyptic landscape. But it's it's definitely more of a young adult thing. And I, I'm still like taking my time with that and and hammering out all the kinks and and learning about that world of like publishing too is like something I, I'm
4: painfully illiterate about. But yeah, that's that's what I do. Can you – a lot of people are asking, and maybe I'm just bad at finding things. Can you, like, drop links into your oh, website, your Etsy, yeah. whatever? I' will really
2: put stuff. in the show notes as well. So okay. if you're listening we'll later on. We'll it's very
3: easy. It. HannahHillArt.com is the website. That's my 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 big – my bodies of work, of fine art. The illustrations, everything else would be – Instagram. I'll drop a link in the comments. Sirius underscore Moonlight, L-I-T-E Moonlight is my Instagram. Yeah, and
2: we, we tag her on pretty much everything on Instagram. So if you follow and, us on Instagram, you can find her.
3: I'm assuming it's Brett, but I always get tagged as like a really like sensitive part of the, the illustration. Like, <laughs> and it, it makes me laugh all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah, I mean, thank yeah. you for thank you for Damn. make making sure you know that it's a man <laughs> like, who doesn't <laughs> like recognize. <laughs> well, I do I'm it all on purpose. I love no. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Hannah. That's really helpful, Jason. I want people to hear more about your own podcast. I don't think people quite, we've talked about you editing our podcast, but Santa may be a criminal. Can you talk about just a little bit the genesis of that idea and the process of writing and then getting a bunch of people to record voices from all over and the editing that you know, you have to do to put it all together to be as if we were in a studio recording together.
1: Yeah. I mean, so the show really developed based on a a text thread. I'd I'd wanted to do something fun. It was during the pandemic and I I wanted to actually write this as a TV series initially and still want to develop it as that at some point or a streaming series or something. But uh, like, I just always had this thought that, you know, this would be a fun concept to have a show about Santa Claus, and all of his criminal behavior. And I mean, obviously, he's breaking and entering. And obviously, he's looking in on people while they're asleep. And obviously, he's speeding and, you know, breaking all these international laws. And there's like, there's so much. And so it just became this really kind of fun thing for me. and And I, and I wanted to and everybody will hear this. We did this live thing, and and thanks to Brett and Mrs. Brett for stopping by this weekend in Atlanta. We did it, something that we'll um, release here in, I guess, the coming weeks. We did a live panel. Jason Blair facilitated that, friend of this show and my show and every show, Jason Blair and a bunch of other podcasters, and we talked about some of these things. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to make my show about having conversations about the things that we don't say in true crime because they're too serious and they trigger people too much but to give them sort of a, a, a polish of humor and so that we would not take things so seriously and because i think that frankly we do take things too seriously and that's why people get so upset and there are these battle lines drawn and we can actually have conversations with each other and get to a better space. You know, the, the system is adversarial to get to the truth. It's not to create division, right? And so I wanted to sort of approach the true crime genre from the most, from the sweetest position possible, and that was Christmas. And so, so yeah, so my show is about a guy who is in Georgia but loves Alabama football. I've told Brett this. Okay. So almost every ambient television in my show, if you if you listen really hard, it's always second and twenty-six. <laughs> and now it'll be fourth and thirty-one, probably but for second 26 that's when alabama beat georgia in the national title game a few years back so but anyhow my goal was to actually bring a little bit of joy into the true crime space and to you know create i just want to write something that was funny and had good heart to it and i wanted it to feel really messy at first because i think i wanted to like i wanted to mirror what what a podcaster goes through as they are trying to create these shows because everybody wants to have a podcast and a lot of people start them and they don't finish them and a lot of people start them and they're really messy in the beginning and then like they get really they get a lot better as they go through and that was sort of my my dream was to like make the show feel like the audience was growing with the character richie buck who was the, the main character who was nothing like me at all He's really everything like me and and then you know the the show has uh, you know changed from you know in the first season and the, my tagline was it's like santa claus is a suspect on dateline in the south and then this season it's really a lot more hallmarky a lot more i, I recognize that the audience wanted to feel a little more joy and and to so i introduced a a love interest for Rich, for richie in the season and and it's really it's been really great and it's 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 so much fun. And you know, I came hat in hand to a bunch of people you guys included early on to say, Would you be a voice on my show? And you you guys agreed and you know, a few people agreed. I had a handful of people. I was writing it very small, and then suddenly people started to listen to the show and then people started saying, Hey, when am I gonna be on the show? I want to, I want to roll. I want to be on the show. Like Nick from true crime garage is like, when am I going to be on the show? I want to be on the show. And so I was like, okay, I'll write you as, in as a bounty hunter. And so now he's a recurring character. And I gave him an, eye. he, he, he said, he, he said, I want email me. I said, uh, so what do you want to do with this character? Cause I try to write things in for people too. And he said, I want for the, the bounty hunter to have an eye patch. And it to be a recurring joke in the show. So at CrimeCon Con this year, I brought him an eye patch. And <laughs> he walked around and made, made jokes with it, just asked Lance from Crawl Space about that. What well, he told me was very funny about that. but so yeah, so it, it just it has become this really, really great thing and great community thing. and you know, I try to make sure that when I'm writing things in for people, the people that are on the show that I'm, I'm giving them something very special. For instance, Shiloh from Ellie, not so confidential. You guys have mentioned a few times her show, and um, so her daughter it, plays an elf in the show. And in season one, I let Sydney, who's her daughter, Sydney, her. I did not change her voice to sound like an elf, and I told Shiloh, I said, "My gift to you is she will always now be nine years old." For
4: you. Oh, <laughs> you're making me cry. <laughs>
1: but in season two, I'm going to change your voice because that's the right move for the show. And you went so, to the factory, right? Because of the factory, because <laughs> of the, the fumes and the toy, the toy, the workshop. And so that's how I justified it in, the, in terms of the story. But the point is, like this show that I've written is so far beyond something that I created is something that every person that is a part of this show has created with me. And I'm very intentional about the way that I approach giving the gifts. It's a It's a, it's a Christmas gift. That show is a Christmas gift to every person that's a part of it. And because everybody that's been a part of it has been a gift to me in some kind of way, because nobody has to be a part of it. So it's really special to me that I'm able to do it. It's the, the best, thing I've ever done. I've, a couple movies end up in, you know, theaters and like not, I made no money basically on any of that, but but they, but, I, but like my dream was always, I want to see my movie in a theater, you know, since I was 17 years old and that happened. But Santa Mabier Criminal Criminals by far eclipses any creative endeavor that I've ever achieved because I've been able to do it with people that are really special to me, so. Um, so yeah, and so, you know, the, the fun part of it is I get to produce it with you all and, you know, I send lines out sometimes, some people I need to get on calls with and direct them. Some people, you know, just send me takes and uh, I just take it in and try to make it sound as realistic as possible. Like it's Richie out in the field, but, but it's, it's the greatest joy of my life. I've been able to do it, especially with the two of you. So thank you both for helping me do that. Thanks well we're really excited insight. about the rest of the the seasons. Everybody's got a lot to look forward to. It's gonna be great I, and I and people have asked I know in the chat like I know that there's we're a little a, a little bit of a delay there is a there's a reason I can't necessarily speak about that the reason there's a little bit of delay I'm trying to get that sorted out so that I can get the episodes delivered. And, and to everybody, I, I can promise you this: if you hang on, you're gonna love the way season two ends. And then Chet and Sally are gonna come strong and hard in season three with their case against Santa Claus. So <laughs> you're gonna want to stick around for that too. But I'm, I'm, you know, the I, w- I will say this: the I think the season finale of season two is maybe the best thing I've ever written. And I've written probably 10,000 screenplay pages. And, you know, I think that 50 pages is probably the best representation of my work and what I want to do. So stick around. It's going to be really, really good. I promise. And then there's going to be a lot more after that that you're going to love, I hope.
4: Jason, you need to snip that right there. This is the best I've written. You know, I've written 10,000 things. You need to snip that. And then we need to make that like a TikTok. I'm serious. That would be great. Great okay. advertisement. <laughs> we'll put I, it in our stories.
1: I'm so bad at TikTok, but I will. Or stories, you.
4: Insta stories, whatever. I'll, I'm I'll old, so I do TikTok things. on stories. I'll
1: do any of those things if if you will help me.
4: And you're uh, absolutely. And look at that awesome artwork. We should start doing this more oh, too. Yes. Brett and I have talked about it. We need to be better at our social media presence. But same with you, Hannah. If you have, you know, things that you're doing, things you're, you know, whatever you want, we'll feature it on our stories or however people consume real time media. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that's called. I'll figure it out somehow.
2: So this is the piece of art that I own. This is the one hanging over my shoulder. I'm like figuring out how to do this as we go. So
4: (laughs) yeah, that is really cool. Madison, you've been so patient over there. I okay. I actually don't know because people always say, oh, you guys do so much. We don't do so much. You do so much. So finance, you guys already know that Madison is incredibly smart, but working full time in finance, you know, was this something, do you have a background in broadcasting, in kind of the, the media arts? How did you even think to step out in, in a lot of risk, but to do something so brave? I minored in communications
0: in college, but aside from that, and then I worked a little bit in marketing for a radio station in college. But other than that, I didn't have any background. I was just kind of feeling like I, I wanted to branch out from what I was doing in my full time job and do something else, you know, that would something else that I really enjoyed that would feel fulfilling to me. And so it was a good lesson and you got to put yourself out there if you want to, you know, if you want to make a change. So I reached out to you guys. and Well,
4: you know, we you're getting to see kind of Jason and Hannah grow with us and you're the newest member of our team and hopefully you'll be with us forever. But kind of speaking right. into existence, where do you see what you're doing in five or 10 years? Like if you could have your, you know, Santa's here tonight and he can grant wishes, you know, what do you see yourself in terms of, you know, you stepped out in, in a lot of confidence here. It's, it's made our lives so much better, our podcast better, but for you, you know, what do you hope to be doing in five, 10 years? That's a great question. I
0: mean, I love doing, I love researching. I want to continue doing that. Other than that, I don't know that I have like a grand plan for where I want it to go. Um, just kind of happy seeing where where it takes me. Maybe I'll be a big researcher working for all these podcasts in ten years. But I'm happy. I'm happy here with the prosecutors, just doing my research and working full time. So yeah.
4: Be careful. You've just made the offer out there and everyone listening, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're going to be knocking down your door and we're going to have to hold them back. Be like, wait, save time for us, Madison. <laughs> we will never hold no. you back. <laughs> this, this will be my home. You guys are the best to work for. So, <laughs> Well, we, well are, we are truly so lucky to have you. And I, I really want you to know that, especially with a young child. I don't know how you find the time to research because- my mind just goes, goes kaput by the end of the day.
0: You know, they, they sleep at some point.
4: (laughs) Please keep telling me that at
2: some point. (laughs) Well, Mine
0: doesn't, but I hear, I hear some of them do eventually.
2: (laughs) Well, we are so honored to get to work with you guys. And thank you so much for joining us to do this Christmas episode. We wanted everybody to get introduced to you guys. We talk about y'all all the time. But to be able to put, you know, if they're if they're patrons and they're here live, put a, a face to a name, but a voice to a name, if nothing else, if you're just listening later on. And this episode, when it airs, well, I guess the day after Christmas, Christmas is on a Monday this year, and we got to have an episode because we don't have to take weeks off. So this episode will, will air then. So I hope you guys out there have had a Merry Christmas, and I hope everybody here with us today we'll have a Merry Christmas going into the future I you know I love you can know, guys know how I feel about October I love October I love Halloween Christmas definitely my second favorite holiday so I'm enjoying this watching a lot of Hallmark movies getting my Hallmark fill in but love Christmas and Merry Christmas to all of you is there anything else, anything else anybody wants to say before we sign off? We got a long sign off. It's going to be a long sign off. So you are, you guys
4: are all part of the sign off.
2: All everybody's got a sign off. So we're going to go, I do, I do want to
1: say something. Okay. I just want, you know, both of you to know how much you mean to me, Hannah. I've admired your work a lot. I'm going to commission you for something. Madison, I have a podcast that I might need some help researching that I want to develop next year. And I just, I'm really very, very sincerely appreciative of, being a part of this team. I just, I admire all of you so much and I'm really grateful that you let me tag along and be around once in a while and also Roll Tide.
4: <laughs> Thanks, Jason.
2: Thanks, Jason. Roll Tide. All right. Well, it's been great having all of you. It's been great having everybody's listening, but All good things must come to an end. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Next time you hear us, it'll be a new year. But until then, I'm Brett. I'm Jason.
4: I'm Hannah. I'm Madison. And I'm Alice.
2: And we are the prosecutors. christmas to everyone out there next time you hear us it'll be a new year but until then i'm brett
1: who are you pointing at
4: (laughs) whoever whoever i'll I'll finish it you guys go
1: (laughs) okay let's try it again
2: i can edit that part out (laughs) (laughs) okay so how about we did how about we go me then I mean, the line I'm looking at is Jason, Hannah, Madison, and then Alice. How's that sound? Okay, let's do this. Okay.
4: For another artist, it would be just visuals, but what you've done for the artwork is something far, it transcends, like I said, it really is the essence of these shows. And so do not undermine the incredible work that you do.
3: I literally could not ask for better people to work for.
4: Hold on to your jingle bells, Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah, plus dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV, stream now, pay never.